What's going on, everybody? Today is November 3rd. It's Aloha Friday, and you are listening and watching to the Daily AI Show Live. And today, we have four of the crew. We have myself, I'm Brian. We have Junmi, Carl, and Beth. And the topic of discussion today is automation, but more specifically, a tool that we've been kind of messing around with called Respell.ai. And the reason it's called Respell is because they they want they want their automations to be so simple, so easy, so plug and play that it feels like magic. And so they call their automation spells. Now, if you are not familiar with automations, you may be familiar with a tool called Zapier and maybe just never thought of that as being an automation. Um, but Zapier has been around for a long, long time and, and people have been using it for a long time to connect between multiple different uh, softwares, uh, solutions that maybe ne didn't necessarily go together. So maybe you want to take something from a Google Doc and you want to throw it over into Slack. Maybe you want to do an email and then you want to summarize that. That's been around for a while. What's really changed maybe in the last you know, year and probably a little bit more than that um, is the uh, the push with AI, obviously. And now a lot of these tools are now having even more advanced abilities in them. So Zapier is one of them. Uh, there's several. Uh, Make is another one that a lot of people are um, familiar with. It's a little bit cheaper, so we like to use that one as well. And then there's there's others, but uh, Respell. So that brings us back to the topic of today. And um, I don't know. I think you know this is this is a tricky one because we want to share our screen, but we know we have a lot of uh, you know a building podcast audience. So who wants to take a stab at maybe just explaining um, the the outline of a, a Respell? Maybe we can throw it up on the screen as we do it. Sure, sure, I can totally do that. Um, okay, so just to give a quick overview, uh, like Brian said, Respell is an automation tool similar to Zapier and Make, but it's specifically about AI automation, right? That's that's the clear part. Um, and let me see if I can pull up a my Respell screen here. And so, just to give you an idea of what uh, what respell looks like, this is essentially um, what a spell breaks down to, right? You've got your, uh, on your left, you've got your different options here. Um, so your inputs, your outputs, all the different modules, right? Uh, what I find most interesting about uh, Respell is they have this node-based interface. So if you've ever used a whiteboard uh, application such as Miro, you can um, uh, it, it interacts the same way. You can zoom in, zoom out, move stuff around, and link things uh, together. So it's a very clean uh, visual interface. And so uh, that's those are the that's the main overview uh, for Respell. It's an AI automation tool, node-based interface, and you can link all of these uh, different modules together. It's fairly linear. You've got your input, what you're actually doing as part of your automation, and your output. Now, what's one of the things you uh, um, need to know about Respell is how, uh, um, uh, how it runs, right? So you're you're going to have your your direct interface here, or you can connect it to things like uh, Zapier and uh, and Make as other automation tools, or into other um, 
um, other integrations such as Airtable or Slack. And I think that's a that's a good uh, <laughs> that's a good overview. Unless we really want to get into the nitty gritty of all the modules and things like that. So well, Ryan, one of the one of the things that I want to say um, that just while your thing is on the screen mm -hmm. is one of the things that makes it uh, different than some of these other tools is that you have access to the models that they have access to. That's right? true. So yeah. in that, uh, what's your um, <laughs> what's your thing? It's generate text. Maybe is what that middle piece is. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's combined text. The, it's combined the model text. that I've got is the research agent, uh, okay. going for this ex example. But you have access to, uh, you have access to the cloud flavors. You have access, as Jimmy was saying, to the, um, Azure flavors, which are, um, compliant, uh, meaning that, um, it's a, a SOC 2 compliant. So your privacy is taken care of in that context. Um, so. Uh, in other tools, you have to put in your API code for these other for access to other tools, and this one provides that within their subscription model, at least for a certain amount. And it's right, worth mentioning right. that they have a um, they do have sort of a starter free uh, place yes. uh, that's actually pretty great. You get basically an allotment of what you can build and run. Now, if you were going to build things and then deploy them, you would run out of that free um that free allotment pretty quickly because it's basically charging you like you you have a little counter in your bottom left corner and it'll say like oh you've used 30 cents out of your monthly ten dollars what's great about that is if you just want to go in and learn about automations if you want to literally drag things onto a screen and see if you can either break it or break it um respill is actually <laughs> really good as a visual learner i think it's a great starting place nothing wrong with zapier nothing wrong with make make is probably visually more appealing uh, than zapier i would say but i think respell even takes that to another level because you know if you've if you've ever used something like you were saying like a mind map a mindmeister uh any of the the tools where you've sort of had a grid in front of you like um, grid paper and you just dragged and dropped modules the little boxes around it said well connect this guy to this guy this guy to this guy it's almost like it reminds me of the building block um tools that i see a lot for children for like coding you know so it's like oh you want to you want to make this robot go forward then stop and do a little dance right my daughter used to have a a, a toy like that and it had an accompanying app um that she could go on her her ipad on and she would literally drag and drop little like almost puzzle pieces that connect. And if it didn't have the right shape, then she knew, oh, okay, that puzzle piece can't, can't go with that other puzzle piece. And right. so this is sort of like that. It's a very visual um, representation of what's going on, which also makes it, I will say, pretty easy to go back and figure out where you need to fix things or make things better. Um, because you can always go in and say, well, I'd had like right now, Jimmy's showing like a let's say like a four, four part, three, three main part uh, process here on the screen. And so he may say, okay, this is a simple process. I have three inputs or two inputs and it's going to be a website and it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a blog. It's going to be a website and it's going to be a blog. And I want to take these and I want to summarize those. And so boom, he goes in, then he, and he puts the module in the middle. He basically runs a chat GPT prompt against it or a clog prompt. And, and on the outside, on the right side of the screen, it's an output. And so great, that's, that's great. 
And so maybe he runs that for like a while. And he's like, you know, every day I run this and it's pretty consistent. I always get good stuff. And then maybe somebody within his organization says, hey, Jimmy, do you think you could maybe um, expand on that? Could you could you give me a, like a more in-depth blog or suggestions for other blogs that could be written? Well, what's great now is he can go in and to that exact same spell and say, yeah, I can see exactly where I would start to add modules to grow this automation from a very simple three-step to maybe something that eventually becomes a 15-step, or maybe he eventually breaks that into other um, uh, automations. So all that to say, like, you know, I've played around a lot from the automation tools. I know you guys have too. I find this one to be visually the easiest to learn with because you can just keep dropping things on the screen and seeing what works and what doesn't. And truthfully, that is what Respell is trying to accomplish. They want, I've heard their, one of their founders or their CMO say, we literally want your grandmother to be able to build an automation here. Now, that's not to take anything away from super awesome grandmothers who know how to code, but do it anyway. But, but if we were to take the general, the general population, you get the idea there. Okay, I just want to kind of go over that a little bit, so there was so people sort of got the the groundwork on it. I think like one of my favorite things about this is the preview, where I just you know you keep previewing until and it's so so easy to preview like what you've done, like piece by piece by piece by piece. So like there are sometimes when you want to put spells together, like a very complex one, that you can like okay, I'm gonna create one one part preview that another part to preview that and another part to preview that knowing it's like okay i've got three independent tasks that work then i'm going to start connecting each one to see if they work like it's i, I guess like that system thinking that rachel kind of taught in the ai prompting course where like mm -hmm. yeah it's piece by piece instead of trying to build out something and, and this is something in, in zapier makes sometimes it's a little difficult to to get done but this is so simple to 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 organize and <clears throat> i think the only thing that's missing out of this which i know they're building and i'm just waiting for that is the integration with things like google drive and um like zendesk and mm -hmm. any crms right because i think that way what i do find that is tough is there is a summarizer like specific summarize summarize activity that i want to do and it works perfectly on respell when i preview it test it here but the moment i connect it to zapier the output on zapier on slack doesn't work properly and i know this has a slack integration but it's just not working correctly so yeah it's and i think the founders have said like the way that zaps work is like it's a like on a 30 second, like, I don't know, cycle or something. And it doesn't just flow correctly with respell. So the, what you see as an output here isn't the output I'm getting after I run it through Zapier. So it's really strange sometimes. Right. Yeah. And that's, so preview, I would say that's yeah. good, good call out isn't, for respell. Isn't exactly <laughs> what you get. And yeah, that, that is something with Zapier. Like I have that yeah. inside Zapier as well. It's weird. Like, have you so have you all done it where the output in respell? I, I'm not sure. I thought I was like one of the only ones because the outputs is like, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I want. Then I see the output in Zapier. I'm like, what happened here? 
Like I, I didn't even run it through an AI in Zapier. It just, I just needed it to go to some place because Resell doesn't have that integration. Right. So, yep. so it happened. I, want, yeah. I wanted to circle back really quick, Carl, because you mentioned it and then you were talking about the, the Zapier part, but you were talking about seeing the outputs. And so I just thought I would show a quick visualization of that sure. since I ran one. Um, this is this spell, essentially, if we move from left to right, what it's doing is it's taking in a LinkedIn post copy. So take a take a person, not any person, because this is specialized to a, a specific industry. In this case, uh, nursing. Um, but you could run, you could create new spells for new industries or new verticals, right? So basically, what I'm doing is I'm taking a LinkedIn post and saying, well, how would I turn this into a longer form blog? Any post that somebody wrote, turn it into a longer form blog. And they, this is a great use case because there's many times where I put a lot into my personal or clients, you know, type LinkedIn posts, and they actually are really, really good. And I think, wow, I'd love to see this in a long form version that's bringing in some more research into and stuff. So that's what this is doing. And so we have a post uh, copy going in on the left, and then we have it running through a couple of different um, combined texts, which is going into like GPT-4 here. There's another prompt over here that's running through GPT-4, but these red boxes here, here, and here are outputs. And if we switch over, we can actually see these outputs once we run the spell. So at the top here, this input is literally the LinkedIn copy from the, from the post. And then the first thing we're going to get is a blog outline, because that's the first thing I wanted to do is like, hey, just break this out into bigger topics or break this out into the topics that are being handled in this post. So it gives me a blog outline, which I always think is a great place to start before just jumping straight into the blog. The next thing I have to do is write basically a first draft. And so now it's writing a first draft and then you can see it's expanding on the LinkedIn post. And then the third thing I have to do is revise that first draft in order to just look for inconsistencies, for transition sentences, these kind of things. Um, and so I had basically a, a, like a, a slight editor on the back end. But what's good to Carl's point is that I can compare and contrast now seeing both outputs. I can see the outline. I can see where it went to create the, the first draft. And I can also see the third draft. And if I wanted to, I just hit download up here and it'll down all of this. I'll just do it really quick. It'll down all of this into a CSV. And then I can just pop open that CSV if I want to save it, take a look at it. Maybe I want to do, maybe I want to run this seven or eight, nine times and do my own mini evaluation on it. And I can do that by looking in the CSV and basically just comparing and contrasting and saying, oh yeah, I like how it moved from this step to this step. So that's just, you know, one example of like what that output looks like. And just, you know, while I'm here, I'll show you the, some of the other things we built with this is for instance, this is for the daily AI show. So we use Respell quite a bit as part of our pre and post production. And so in this case, we're taking uh, the audio file, the MP3 of this train of the of the the call. So I could take the one from like yesterday's uh, uh, yesterday's show, take that MP3 version, throw it through Whisper, which is OpenAI's a transcription model. And then basically from there, I have it going two different places at once. So it's taking this transcription and going over here to this other box. This box is basically saying, uh, this is a content writer. So we're creating it, we're creating a blog off of that transcript. And now this one down here at the bottom is creating a show recap, sorry. And so what that ends up looking at, in these cases I have them running through Claude because I actually like the outputs better. Um, and then there's a blog output and there's a show summary output. Well, I don't have the other screen like I did, but here's a great example. Here's inside our um, Spotify. And so for any particular show, if I go to details, 
this show summary right here was created from that spell. And we do this every single day. You know, basically it's just running it through clock. Now it also will create blogs like this for us. So this is a blog that we have on our LinkedIn page. Uh, this is from a show last week about the SWOT analysis for using AI and sales. So essentially what I'm doing, and you can really see the, the value of this as a use case is I'm just taking five, four to seven people, depending on who's here, what day, and taking our collective wisdom and all the things we're just talking about, like we're doing live right now and saying, hey, I can capture and, t and make more than the, the sum. It's not a one plus one equals two. It's a one plus one equals five. You know, because I can create LinkedIn posts off of this. I can create a blog off of this. I can summarize it and do other things. I create show summaries off of this. We use it on Spotify. We use it on YouTube. All from just four to seven people talking for 30 minutes a day creates this massive volume of quality content. And we know it's quality because it's using our, it's quality to us, I'll say. I don't think it's relevant <laughs> to other people. Other people think it's, quality. it's quality to us because what I'm saying is it's like, we don't have to worry so much about it bringing in all this like erroneous data because it's built off of whatever we felt was important that day. So um, that's two of them. And I might have one more up here. So, Brian, um, I, I have one really question for you. This. Yeah, go for I it. I do have one question for you on, on, on your spell. And the, sorry for the audience who's, maybe when watch this later this might get a little technical but like so i've had issues with when i go to my audio go to whisper why do you put the combined text module before you put it into claude is and i've run into this problem not with the combined text putting it directly into claude is there a reason why you put the combined text before because it feels like you're kind of doing the same thing or is there is that a specific reason why you do that well, the combined text for me is in this particular case, it's not even even bringing in a combined text. It's literally just bringing in the the blog and then I'm just running my instructions over the top of it into Clyde. Oh, so it's okay. basically just saying, here are the instructions for this prompt. So oh, it is okay. a little weird. I find the combined text, yeah. but it, it makes a whole lot more sense when you add in more inputs and you have six or seven things going on here. Yeah, and you're I was, I was just wondering, I was, yeah, I was just wondering that because you put the, because you, what I've done in the past is go whisper directly into Claude. But a question for you too, because sometimes this, this, the show is 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Do you find sometimes whisper, what is the, I, I haven't tested this and I'm, I'm a little behind on the respell for the whisper. Like how many characters, isn't that still? It, it, it actually, uh, what they've done on the back end is they they auto chunk it so so you don't oh, run okay. into the the megabyte limit or the character oh, limit. Nice. Nice. So which okay. which was a huge selling point uh when we were looking for a solution yeah. because yeah. uh whisper is great but since it has that cap you have to do yeah. some sort of chunking part and their implementation of it already does that for you so oh, that's okay, a huge even, that's a yeah that. that's a that's a huge get uh in my book you, you know what's crazy is that i've done this but because i wanted to use like google drive so i didn't have to go into respell when i dragged into google drive i would always run into errors errors in zapier there'd be tons of errors yeah. and i was like yeah. what is going on but when i just run it straight out of respell it's so smooth so yeah. i'm like what is going on in that connection i don't know but yeah, i'm just waiting I, I yeah i ran into the same problems when i tried to do it through make is they it's just they don't, don't have that they don't have that extra 
like like you said, smoothing layer. That's what we call it, smoothing layer. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the it's transitions the, it's the and the magic of the smoother. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. I will say this, and I think it's worth worth bringing too, because I don't want anybody to feel like. Um, first of all, there's no there's no compensation. I mean, it should be worth mentioning. Nobody on here is getting compensated to yeah. talk about refill. It's actually just a tool that we all find really really uh, helpful. But it is in its early stages, and then that's yeah. worth mentioning. Do I think you can replace Maker Zapier with it today? No, no, you can't. Not not in my mind. Like you wouldn't be able to do everything. Can you do some things? and start to really build upon and start that automation journey. I mean, obviously there's two or three use cases where we're where I'm personally using it daily. I use it on the LinkedIn stuff all the time. So I do use Respell daily, but there's clearly other automations where I go, well, that's not a Respell solution. That's a, that's a make solution. Um, but I know the team is like, they're building fast and uh and and getting things out to market so we've even seen some really nice improvements to be perfectly fair though we've also seen some regressions where things were working maybe a little bit smoother two weeks ago and they're not working as well today and i think that's just sort of part of working with a new software like this you know you're gonna there's a lot of great to it and then there's some frustration that comes with it too so at least if you are gonna test it out i think it's totally worth testing out because it costs nothing to test out um but uh, yeah, it does and if have you're a just getting into automation, here. it could be a great learning tool. But just know that there's some limitations if you're trying to do some really, really complex stuff. With that said, I, I can't really show it because it's more proprietary, but I have built out two, I would say, more complex spells that are um, basically taking care of email sequencing. And it is mm -hmm. it, there's a lot of steps in there. In fact, I had to break it up into two different spells. Um, right now, there's still some manual input in it. But eventually, and this is a great a great use case for any automation, is I'm okay with there being manual inputs and knowing that, oh, when this spell ends, I have to physically go grab this stuff and then go put it in this next spell because I need the human in the loop. The reality is I know eventually those things will be, if I want them to be, could be eliminated where the end of one spell kicks off the next spell and just keeps running with it if I want to. And there could be several spells with conditional formatting to them. So it could get to the end of one spell and it's like a choose your own adventure. It's like, do you want to take the North path or do you want to go down by the sea? You know, and it's like, okay, I don't I want to go down by the sea. Okay, great. And then it continues on to the down by the sea spell, if you will, you know? And so there's a lot to be uh, built upon for this, but you know, are you going to do it today? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's hit or miss sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. The other thing I really appreciate about Respell, and I understand if you're listening it's on Spotify, you're like listening to us describe visual things. Um, uh, but um, when you look at Make or another interface, the color scheme that they're using is based on the color scheme of the logos, right? Mm -hmm. So when you look at it, you can see the logos. The color scheme in Respell is actually based on its function. Right. Mm -hmm. So all your inputs are green. All your outputs like have this little red thing. So when Brian was showing that he had these different outputs at different sections, you can see that even if you're not close enough to be able to read what it is, you can see the little output things there. Um, and I really appreciate that as a visual learner, the ability to mm -hmm. to kind of get an at a glance bird's eye view of like, okay, I don't know the specifics of what's happening, but I can read this kind of like I read a score of music, right? Like, okay, right. I got 
I got what's happening. We got a second ending here. We're going to come back to the beginning and then we're going to do like it, it's um, yeah. Uh, I really appreciate that as a visual learner. Gotcha. So what would you all say is your key takeaway for, for respell? I mean, for me, it's pretty easy. I think if you're just dipping your toe into automation, it's not a bad tool to go mess around with. I definitely believe that because it's just like, if you're a visual learner, I mean, most people are going to do well with this type of visual um, learning. So, you know, go in and try to break it, go try to succeed with it, you know, try really, really simple uh, automations. Like I want to take this thing. I want to go through one GPT prompt. So literally the same thing you could go accomplish mm -hmm. in ChatGPT and go try to recreate that same result in Respell. Yeah. And then go, okay, I got that to work. Fantastic. What if I had two inputs? Okay, well, I could still do that in ChatGPT. Run it through into Carl's point. Keep uh, labeling your outputs so that you can see the differences. and You can see the progression through, which is a really, really fun way of going back and saying, oh, I see, I see now where this went off the rails. Ah, I got to go back and fix this prompt because yeah. I can see that this is the output that went wrong. Yeah. So that's what I would say. That's my key takeaway is if you're getting into automation, if you're curious about automation, if you've written a lot of prompts and you're like, what do I do next? What's the next step for me in business? If I really want to take this to the next level, I would say respell, nothing wrong with make, nothing wrong with Zapier. We're not saying don't use those. Um, but I would say respell is a really good starting point. That's not to say you can't do complex things, but that's how I see it. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's more about when you, when you look at Zapier or make, they are they initially started as automations it wasn't ai was not part of it it was automating yeah. whatever you need to automate then ai was brought in which expanded the opportunities with respell it started as ai first as an ai automation first so you got to think about too is what you're doing because we hear a lot of things about automation is it just automation if it's just automation I would not go with respell. I would go with right. Zapier right. Make because they have all right. the connections, they have all, all the apps connected to it. But if there's an AI connected to it, I feel that there's a lot more flexibility and opportunities with respell than with Zapier or Make. And it's just the way that you could you've seen today how you've built stuff. I think like that's the key. And and hopefully that Zapier or Make integration is better because then you can have automation with AI automation connected mm -hmm. to an So it becomes even better, right? right. Yeah, right. and the way that looks real quick, just for clarification, is if you can visualize a Zapier or a Make, just make one of those steps, call it Respell. And what it will do is it'll start, let's say in Make, and it'll do maybe some simple automations, and then it hits the next step. And then that next step is literally the whole respell. So that that step in respell right. might have 15 steps to it. But it, at the point in make, it will go off, kick off that whole spell, come out with its output, and then could perhaps continue on with the make automation. So just for a visual representation, one spell, which could have multiple different inputs and outputs and points to it, Mm -hmm. could be one part of an entire make or Zapier automation as well, just for, just mm -hmm. for sort of a visualization there as well. Right. Uh, you have your Hot Wheels track and make, and uh, then you're like, oh, we're going in the Lego castle. Uh, and then you come out, <laughs> you have more Hot Wheels track, right? So like, that's sort of what, right. you're, what you're saying. I love it. Um, 
Uh, Greg has asked um, when we were talking about um, Respell's implementation of Whisper, and yes. Um, yeah. uh, and I think this is a really great example of how responsive Respell is. And I hope they grow and become really successful. And we all know that that responsiveness may shift when you have like a ton of people using your stuff. Yeah. Um, but they are listening to um, their users and what their users need and want to make it work. And uh, and uh, all of us have had the experience of like, oh, we have an hour worth of audio or we have half an hour worth of audio and that goes outside Whisper's um, context window and therefore you have to do something with it before you can give it to Whisper and they've taken care of that for you. Yeah. Um, the right. other thing that I will say of my takeaway is I'm going to double down on the visual. Um, mm. I talked about the color scheme, but the other thing is that in these boxes that you're connecting things to, you can see a little bit of what's in it, right? There's also a context window that has more and you can do things with, and like it does open an interface where you can really interact with what that box says. But again, in Zapier uh, or Make, when I'm clicking on the thing, it's only in the window. I don't have a visual when I'm looking at the icon that right. tells me what this was. And so if my icon is like Google Drive, Google Drive, Google Drive, GPT-4, <laughs> GPT-4, like I don't really have a sense of which of those is what in Respell because it's so visual you do. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you, Beth. Uh, I'm a visual learner as well. That's why I really love the node setup and whiteboard type setup they have. Um, but I'd say my takeaway is Respell is a fantastic way of, uh, it's a fantastic playground, right? So I know there are other ways that you can try different models and things like that, but this really is the Lego version of, of a playground. I can put all of my Lego pieces and I can connect all of those Lego pieces and I can try out everything. I can try mm -hmm. out ChatGPT. I can try out the Azure implementations. I can try out Claude. I can try out Stable Diffusion. I can have all of those and I can just do it on, on Respell. I can just plug and play all of those pieces. And because they use their API and all they're doing is transferring the cost of running. There's no markup. They just transfer the cost of running the, uh, you know, the uh, the AI. It's so it, it's a fantastic place to just play around. It's a fantastic yeah. playground. Even so, even to what Brian was saying is sure. It's great for you know you want to level up to the next level. But if you just want to get in there and not worry too much about it being breaking anything. Or or running yeah. up your uh, open AI API key, um, it this is a great way to 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 dip in your toe or jump headed first like the rest of us did. Or you're super inspired, so you go to Claude and you apply for their API, and now you wait. And you don't have it. You don't have it. <laughs> exactly. You're just all sitting there like, because in Zapier Make you can't. You're just like, I want to use Claude, but I can't. Like I can't. I just yeah right? yeah. So, Man. Yeah, I, honestly, that that Google Drive, Docs, what, whenever that integration, because Connor, I know you're, you're listening to this because you, <laughs> you liked 
this this show. So I know you listen. Hurry up with that. We will be pushing. I this just show want you to be able quickly. to build all of my automations yeah. from all my other automation yeah. tools in the same whiteboard as yeah, yeah. my Please. my spell. If I and don't have to use that from there. Again, that would be actually amazing. I know I won't, but like that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. maybe soon. Maybe you never know. They're building fast with it. I mean, the last thing I'll say to you, just because you guys reminded me, and I know I already kind of said my key tip way, but I will say this, if you're in business and you're the one building these automations and you need to explain what you're doing with your time, I will just tell you from a personal use case that it was pretty nice to be able to do a Vidyard video to my CEO and say, hey, visually speaking, this is what I've done for this email yeah. sequence build out because I had a whole bunch of notes from him and the initial the initial pushback, I mean, I don't think he'd care if I said this, but the initial pushback was like, hey, don't get too complicated with it. And I said, I, I hear you, but if I can build it in respell first, I will visually be able to show you the workflow that yeah. takes it from point A to point B to point C. So yeah. now my CEO, no. not that he, he knows what he's talking about with AI and stuff, but not he doesn't need to know everything I, I know to do it. I can visually show it to him and go, look, we started here and then I did this and I did this. And at the end of the conversation of a vidyard, a three minute vidyard, he sent yep. back an email to me and he is like, I, I get what you're doing and that sounds good. Let's talk more about it. Easy peasy. If I tried to do that in Zapier, I'd have to make oh all these other comments about all these yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, like, this is yeah. why I'm doing this. Or that. Yeah. In Respell, I could have almost given him access and said, just go zoom in. It'll probably make sense in within a couple of minutes of what I was trying to accomplish here. And then we can have a nice conversation back and forth about it with collaboration. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Um, all right. Well, listen, that's the end of our uh, show. Hope you guys learned something. If you've never heard about Respell before, respell.ai. Go check it out. Um, would love to know in the feedback after the show, after you listen, you know, what do you think? What, did, are you happy we sent you there? Or are you mad at us? <laughs> what, what's the feedback on it? Um, Connor, you're listening. So you, you've got you've got the, uh, the marketing. Hi. Carl. They're good guys over there. They're, so we're, we're, it's okay. We know they're good people over there. Um, that's it for the week, guys. Uh, we will be back next week with five more topics that hopefully you will find just as entertaining and, and interesting. Uh, until then, I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. And uh, that's it. See ya. Bye. Aloha.